Hello and welcome to Battle Ready with Missy Armstrong. We are going to prepare ourselves for battle by learning about the characters in the Bible, learning about their victories and their defeats. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome. My name is Missy Armstrong and if it's your first time here, hi, we're so happy that you're listening and we hope you get a lot out of the lesson today. If this is not your first time, welcome. Hello and welcome. We're so glad to have you here today. Today we are continuing with the story of Joseph. If you haven't listened to uh part one of Joseph I encourage you to go back and listen to that and get a good idea of where we're coming from with the story of Joseph now this is the story of Joseph from the Old Testament not the story of Joseph from the New Testament and so at this point i He's upset his brothers. He got the coat of many colors. He had the dreams. And his brothers have sold him into slavery. Potiphar's wife has accused him of basically attacking her, which he never did. And he has been sent to jail. And so we're going to start in Genesis 39. And we're going to start at verse 21. And remember, Joseph is in jail at this point. And so, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So, the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison. And he was made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. Chapter 40 Sometime later, the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt offered their master, the king of Egypt, Pharaoh, uh, or offended their master, the king of Egypt, Pharaoh. Pharaoh was angry with the two officials and the chief cupbearer and the chief baker and put them in the custody in the house of the captain of the guard in the same prison where Joseph was confined. The captain of the guard assigned them to Joseph and he attended them. After they had been in his custody for some time, each of the two men, the men, the cupbearer and the baker, were both being being held in prison had a dream the same night and each dream had a meaning of its own and when joseph came to them the next morning he saw that they were dejected and he asked the pharaoh's officials who were who were in custody with him in the master's house why do you look so sad today we both had dreams they answered but there is no one to interpret them Then Joseph said to them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me your dreams. So the the chief cupbearer told Joseph his dream. 
And he said in his dream, I saw a vine in front of me. And on the vine were three branches. And as soon as it budded, it blossomed and clusters of and clusters ripened into grapes. Pharaoh's cup was in my hand and I took the grape and I squeezed them into Pharaoh's cup and put the cup in his hand. This is what this means, Joseph said to him. The three branches are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift your head and restore you to your position. And you will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand, just as he, you used to do when you were the cupbearer. But when all goes well, when all goes well with you, remember me and show me kindness, kindness and mention me to Pharaoh. And let me out of this prison. I was forcibly carried away from my land of the Hebrews. And even the here, I have done nothing to deserve to be put in this dungeon. When the chief baker saw that Joseph had given a favorable interpretation, he said to Joseph, I too had a dream. On my head were three baskets of bread. On the top basket were all kinds of baked goods for the pharaoh, but the birds were eating out of the baskets on my head. This is what it means, Joseph said. The three baskets are three days. Within three days, pharaoh will lift up your head and impale your body on a pole, and the birds will eat away at your flesh. Now the third day was pharaoh's birthday, and he gave a feast for all his officials he lifted up the heads of the chief cupbearer and the chief baker. In the presence of his officials, he restored the chief cupbearer to his position, so that once again he put the cup into Pharaoh's hand. But he impaled the chief baker just as just as Joseph had said in his, to them in his interpretation. The chief cupbearer, however, did not remember Joseph. He forgot him. Joseph Joseph was put in jail because Potiphar's wife lied and he he is sitting in a jail cell for something he didn't do but Joseph still he doesn't wallow in his self-pity he doesn't give in to the despair of his situation Instead, he he finds ways to use his talent and ability. And, of course, it does say that God blessed him. Because he's still faithful to God. Even though this detour that he is on, it seems to just keep getting worse. And he keeps looking up. He keeps doing good. People keep recognizing this is a man of God. Good things happen when you put him in charge of stuff. And they do. And Joseph's integrity and godliness, he it, it shows through to the prison warden and to Potiphar just like he, he had done before. So Joseph is put in, in charge of other prisoners and in charge of other things in the prison. And the prison warden doesn't have to worry about anything because Joseph is in charge. And then while he's in prison, 
Joseph interprets the dreams of the cupbearer and the baker. And exactly what he interprets happens. Now, Jesus and Joseph, you can kind of parallel a lot of what's ha what happens to Joseph with what happens to Jesus. And, and Jesus was rejected and outlawed and by religious leaders on three separate occasions but God honored him he honored Jesus he put him on top and he came through just fine just like in Joseph's case even though he was dejected even though he was thrown into jail and outlawed and, and all kinds of things he didn't get he didn't get down on himself he just kept moving the course kept following the plan and when it goes haywire he doesn't give up he doesn't throw his hands in the air and say it's just too hard he keeps moving now whether or not Joseph realized that God had him on a detour I don't know and whether or not Joseph realized that he was going to learn what he needed to know what he needed to know and put him in the position he needed to be in to save his entire family thus saving the nation of Israel I don't know but he knew God was in charge and he just kept on, put his head down, and did his job, and continued to live his life as best as he could. When we're in our detour, detours in life, we need to learn from that. Sometimes we're put in a situation just to teach us how to be in another situation that God is going to put us in later. And so, don't get discouraged. Don't get, don't fall into despair just because you've been put in a situation that seems unbelievable or seems unbearable. Because if you've got God on your side, He is bigger than any of our situations. So, let's continue on. In Genesis 41. Two full years had passed. Pharaoh had a dream. He was standing by the Nile. And went out of the river. And there came up seven cows. Sleek and fat. And they grazed among the reeds. After them seven other cows. Ugly and gaunt. Came up from the Nile. And stood beside those by the river bank. And the cows that were ugly and gaunt ate up the seven fat, sleek cows. And then Pharaoh woke up. He fell asleep again and he had a, seven, a second dream. Seven heads of grain, healthy and good, were growing on a single stalk. After them, seven other heads of grain sprouted, thin and scorched by the east wind. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven healthy full heads. And then Pharaoh woke up. It had been a dream. In the morning, his mind was troubled. 
So he sent for all the magicians and wise men of Egypt. Pharaoh told them of his dreams, but no one could interpret them for him. Then the chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, Today I am reminding of my shortcomings. Pharaoh was angry with his servants, and he imprisoned me and the chief baker in the house of the captain of the guard. Each of us had a dream the same night, and each dream had a meaning of its own. Now a young Hebrew was there with us, a servant of the captain of the guard. He told, we told him our dreams, and he interpreted them for us, giving each man the interpretation of his dream. The things turned out exactly as he interpreted them to us. I was restored to my position, and the other man was impaled. <coughs> so Pharaoh sent Joseph, sent for Joseph, and he was quickly brought from the dungeon. When he had shaved and changed his clothes, they, he came before the Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream, and no one can interpret it. But I have heard it said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. I cannot, replied Joseph to Pharaoh. But God will give me Pharaoh's answer, the answer he desires. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, In my dream, I was standing by the bank of the Nile. When out of the river there came seven cows, fat and sleek, and grazed among the reeds. After them, seven other cows came up, scrawny and very ugly and lean. I had never seen such ugly cows in all the land of Egypt. The lean, ugly cows ate up the seven fat cows that came first. But even after they ate them, no one could tell that they what they had done. They looked just as ugly as they did before. Then I woke up. In my dream, I saw... Seven heads of grain, full and good, growing on a single stalk. After them, seven other heads sprouted, withered and thin and scorched by the east winds. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven good heads. I told this to the magicians, but none of them can explain it to me. Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, The dreams of Pharaoh are one and the same. God has revealed to Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years, and seven good heads of grain are seven years. It is one and the same dream. The lean, the seven lean, ugly cows that came up after the sev afterwards are seven years, and so are the seven worthless heads of grain scorched by the east wind. They are seven years of famine. Just as I said to Pharaoh, God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Seven years of great abundance are coming throughout the land of Egypt, but seven years of famine will follow them. Then all of the abundance of Egypt will be forgotten and the famine will ravage the land. The abundance in the land will not be remembered because the famine that follows it will be so severe the reason the dream was given to Pharaoh in two forms is that the matter has been firmly decided by God and God will do it soon. And now let Pharaoh look 
for a discerning and wise man and put them in charge of the land during the seven years of abundance. They should collect the food in these good years that are coming and store the grain under the authority of Pharaoh to keep the cities for food. This food should be held in reserve for the country to be used during the seven years of famine that will come upon Egypt so that the country may not be ruined by this famine. The plan seemed good to Pharaoh and all of his officials, so Pharaoh asked them, Can we find anyone like this man, uh, one in whom is the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has made all known to you, there is no one so discerning and so wise as, wise as you. You shall be in charge of my palace, and all my people are to submit to your orders. Only the respect of the throne will be greater than you. So Joseph, so Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the whole of Egypt. When Pharaoh took his signet ring from his finger, put it on Joseph's finger, and dressed him in robes of fine linen, and put a gold chain around his neck, he, ha he had him ride in chariots as the second in command, and people shouted for him, Make way! Thus he was put in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, but without your word, no one will lift a hand or foot in all of Egypt. Pharaoh gave Joseph the name Zephanapana, and gave him Asenath, daughter of Paphira, the priest of, priest of On, to be his wife, and Joseph went through the land of Egypt. Joseph was 30 years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from Pharaoh's presence and traveled throughout Egypt. During the seven years of abundance, the land produced plentifully, and Joseph collected all the food produced in those seven years of abundance in Egypt and stored it in the cities. In each city he put the food grown in the fields surrounding it and Joseph stored huge quantities of grain like the sands in the sea it was so much that he stopped keeping records because it was beyond measure before the years of famine came two sons were born to Joseph by Asenath the daughter of Paphira the priest of On. Joseph named his firstborn Manasseh, Man Manasseh Man and said, It is because God has made me forget all my trouble and all my father's household. And the second was named Ephraim. And he said, It is because God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. Seven years of abundance in Egypt came to an end, and the seven years of famine began. Just as Joseph had said, there was famine all over the lands. But in the whole land of Egypt, there was food. When, Je when all of Egypt began to fill the famine, people cried to Pharaoh for food. And the Pharaoh told the Egyptians, go to Joseph and do as he tells you. When the famine was spread to the whole country, Joseph opened the storehouses and sold the grain to the Egyptians.
for the famine and uh, for the famine was severe throughout Egypt and all the world came to Egypt to buy grain from Joseph because the famine was severe everywhere this is quite a a dynamic turn of events um, I mean it is he Joseph is in prison hanging out in the house of the prison guard he is in prison and then in a day he is brought out of prison cleaned up given new robes uh, sent to see Pharaoh then the Pharaoh is like asking him about a dream he interprets his dream the next thing he knows they're giving him different clothes nicer clothes gold chains he's getting a signet ring which it's pretty fascinating, and we'll talk about that in a minute. And he is put second in command of Egypt, given a wife. The wife has children. He has gone from literally having nothing to being the second in command of an entire country, and not just a little small country off in the corner somewhere no Egypt a very large company country and he is second only under Pharaoh this does not happen I mean it is like a Cinderella story for all Cinderella stories I mean he it doesn't happen especially a Hebrew he's not even an Egyptian he's not even from Egypt but yet God's placed him exactly where he needs to be. And Pharaoh raises him up to second in command. And the importance of the signet ring is this. Back in the day, rulers, people in charge, kings, pharaohs, whatever, they had a ring. And this ring would be kind of big and it would have a design on it. And whenever they would make law or uh, make a declaration they would melt wax and they would dim you know push that signet ring into the wax thus the leaving their seal on the law or the declaration whatever it was pharaoh has given joseph one of these rings which means he could pass laws should he want to God has brought Joseph literally from a hole in the ground to the second in command of Egypt. And then he's given him a wife. Now he's 30. Most of the men have married and had children all of this by the time they're 30. But Joseph is just now getting a chance to have a wife and have children and he has two Ephraim and Manasseh and he is he is at the pinnacle I would say of his power by the end of this because he has gathered all this food and he has put together all of these provisions and and all of these things to store the food 
and to keep everybody fed during these years of famine and then the famine hits and so Joseph is in charge of dispensing said food to everyone and so here again we see Joseph he doesn't seem to be lording his position over people he's just doing his job and in doing so he is saving Egypt we will see next week when we continue how Joseph then takes that position and uses it for good to help save Israel as well but at this point he is probably the highest he has been since before he got that coat of many colors like the best spot in his life he is right now but he doesn't he's an arrogant he isn't proud he, he simply is happy to be able to help and just as Joseph is pulled from this prison and this years of darkness or this years of detours in his life and put in a highest a high position second in command of Pharaoh's kingdom so too was Jesus Jesus was raised from the grave from a very low literally a hole in the ground just like Joseph but he was raised from the grave and given the highest place in the universe the parallels are pretty awesome and when you read Joseph and you think about it in this way that's one of the reasons why I love Joseph because throughout his life trials and tribulations arise and instead of giving in to despair and fear and anger and sadness he just keeps his head down he keeps working and he keeps trying to be the best godly man he can be and because of that God rewards him greatly and in the same way Jesus is he keeps on the path even though he knows what's coming even though he knows how it's going to end and the he knows the torment he is going to have to go through he still keeps his head down and he does exactly what God wants him to do and this reminds me of a verse in Philippians in Philippians 2 8 through 10 it says he humbled himself and became obedient to death even death on the cross therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him a name that is above every name that is the name of Jesus every knee should bow and so Joseph placed in a place of authority Jesus raised up placed in a place of authority and 
just as we have to return to Jesus, how we have to go to Jesus for our salvation, we're going to see next week how Israel, Jacob, and the rest of the children are going to have to go to Joseph for their salvation. And so the parallels continue, plus the lessons we can learn from Joseph continue because Joseph well he may have been a little bit down in the mouth when the cupbearer forgot him he may have felt a little bit despaired but he didn't give in to it he continued to work hard he continued he continued to be blessed by God because of his work ethic and his godliness and because of that he was put in exactly where he needed to be at the exact right time for God to work his plan. And so keep your head down. Just keep moving on. And God will place you where he needs you to be when he needs you to be there. Just continue to follow. Continue to listen to God. And he will bless you. Thank you so much for listening today. And I hope you got something out of it. Um, just continue to study God's word. Look at the characters in the Bible and see what you can learn from them. And remember to always smile because God loves you and so do I. And remember to be kind to yourself and be kind to others. Thank you and have a wonderful day.